<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rule book and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman. From hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more, whether you are pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Are you ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Today's guest is multi-hyphenate Cass D'Amico, a successful entrepreneur, content creator, and creative director. Lauded by the media as a true tastemaker, one of the fashion world's ultimate it girls and style icons, Cass is not only a tastemaker and trendsetter for her highly engaged audience, but she's also the founder, designer, and creative director of her own successful jewelry line, Orum Collective. Before founding Orum, Cass had leveraged her eye for style and ability to forecast fashion trends into full-time digital content creation in 2017, leaving her previous role as a corporate buyer and product designer in fashion. She went on to forge partnerships with Chanel, Dior, Valentino, Prada, Saks Fifth Avenue, Tom Ford, Stuart Weitzman, and has attended events with Fendi, Gucci, Jimmy Choo, and so many more. Orem Collective was later founded in September 2019 when Cass and her husband recognized a gap in the market for a jewelry brand that fulfilled a luxury aesthetic without the luxury price point. The brand now specializes in elevated accessories with the intention that they can be worn by any person at any age and any body type at any time. Beloved by top celebrity clientele, Orem has proven to be a rapid success in such a short period of time and shows no signs of stopping. In this episode of Work Party, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Cass to learn more about her journey from influencer to entrepreneur, her best advice for launching and scaling a social first brand, her approach to community building, and how she maintains balance while working towards her goals. So let's get right into it. Welcome, Cass, to Work Party. We're so excited to have you. I'm so excited and honored to be on. This is like a dream come true. Oh, yay. Well, I'm so excited to learn more about you and your story. So take us back to the very beginning. For people who might not know you, can you tell us a little bit about the early years of your life, your upbringing, your education, and kind of how you got to where you are today? Okay, great. Yeah. So I've always been into fashion my entire life. I actually used to be like a competition dancer growing up my whole life. And I used to be obsessed with designing my costumes with my mom and then When I was in high school, I was taking classes at 
FIT on Saturdays when I was figuring out where to go to college. And then I went to Marist College in upstate New York for fashion merchandising. And then when I graduated, I worked for a department store as an assistant buyer. And I did a lot of product development when I was there as well. And that's kind of where my career started. My dream job was to be a buyer for most of my life. And I really wanted to land a job at a little bit of a cooler retailer. So I started posting photos of my outfits online almost as a resume. And this was pre-Instagram to kind of show off my taste and style in hopes that I could maybe land a dream job at like Intermix or Revolve. A lot of retailers that I now work with in my own influencer career And back in the day, that was like my dream goal was to be a buyer for one of those websites. I love that. So for anyone who might not know what a buyer is, can you tell us a little bit about what goes into that specific job and maybe how that job has helped you now in your new career that you're you're in? Yeah. So basically being a buyer is a little bit of a mix between a lot of math and fashion. And I've always been more of a math brain. I feel like I don't do as much math nowadays, but... It's basically like you're deciding which brands to bring into your retail space. You're also deciding, you know, what pieces should go to what stores. You're also deciding, you know, you usually have a monthly budget of what you can spend and you're going to each brand and picking out what pieces you should buy from the brand's collection to bring it into your store. So I would say that kind of part of my brain has never left me because it's been something I've always been very passionate about. And now I almost think of like my own personal account as this like almost space of what brands I want to represent, which brands I want to be wearing, what trends I think are happening and kind of like almost taking a buyer approach to my personal brand. Yeah, I love that. So let's talk about Orem Collective. So you left your corporate nine to five job to pursue influencing full time. So can you walk us through your transition of becoming a full time content creator? And then eventually what led you to launch Orem Collective? So basically, when I worked as an assistant buyer, I was put on the team to start doing product development for private label brands within the department store. And I was really excelling at that role and really passionate about it. And I kind of started to, my influencer career started to kind of take off a little bit on the side. I never thought I was going to leave my job. And then it just kind of got to a point where a lot of opportunities were coming my way, like traveling and all of these glamorous things. And also just working with brands that I really admired were reaching out to me. And then I also just felt like if I ever wanted to create my own brand, I knew that building up my personal brand would be a great way to go about doing that. So it kind of just got to the point where I had like a few, like maybe two at the time, long-term collaborations in place that were more than my salary at my job. So it just kind of felt like, okay, if I'm doing this literally on Saturdays, one day a week, 
imagine what I can accomplish if I was able to do this full time. So I took that leap of faith and it was the best decision I ever made. I love that. (laughs) So you become a full-time content creator. You founded Orem in 2019 and within just two years of launching, Forbes projected your yearly sales to top $2 million after a 40% growth from the previous year. So congrats. That's amazing to not only have a great career as a content creator, but have a really successful brand. Tell us how you launched Orem and how you kind of managed that super fast influx of success. So we kind of took it as a sign of proof of concept for what we were creating. When we launched Orium, I did feel like there was a hole in in the market for the overall vibe and aesthetic and customer and what we were trying to do. So I did feel like we were catering to a market that really had like was missing something in the jewelry space. So having that immediate success was definitely a sign that we were, you know, heading in the right direction. And it just kept making us even more motivated to keep pushing and to keep growing our brand. Yeah. And so when you launch, you get this amazing rush of success, but you also have to scale on the back end. So what was you know your advice or your experience going from zero to 16? How did you end up scaling your business in response to the success you had? So we actually didn't have as much of we didn't have a team in place it was literally just my husband and i and we only very recently like in the beginning of this year in 2022 did we even hire our first employee so we were kind of just diving all in doing it all ourselves we had we didn't have bring on any investors or any like mentors that we had to really help us with scaling we kind of just learned how to do it ourselves And I'm actually really grateful for that because I do like knowing about every aspect of our business. We hadn't really like handed off any aspects of our business to anyone from the get go. So it's always been us. But now that we are scaling, we are realizing that was probably one of our biggest challenges and realizing that we probably should have like built a team first and had that support and then, you know, Scaled, but we kind of had to do the reverse. So it's so hard though, because you want to bring on the team, which is expensive, but you don't know how to gauge the success. So it's it's a it's a challenge that every entrepreneur faces, but one that obviously you were able to take with stride and then bring on the team and help you guys grow and scale, which is amazing. So the brand garnered a ton of celebrity interest. So people like Dua Lipa, Kylie Jenner, Haley Bieber, just to name a few, were super excited to wear your pieces. So How did this all happen? And what advice do you have for people who are maybe trying to get their products on celebrities as well? Yeah, honestly, everything was pretty organic. Obviously, we had reached out to stylists and stylists were constantly pulling our pieces. And then it's kind of just up to the stylist or the celebrity to actually throw on your pieces. And I think for us, that was kind of a testament to our designs and our qualities that like, you know, they had trays of jewelry they were looking at and their eye went to our pieces and put them on. It's kind of like, I think the product has to be there. Like you can't, obviously I would say like 95% of brands are not paying these celebrities to wear their pieces. Mm -hmm. So you have to do something that they would see and love and want to put on right away. I also think a lot of times there's been a few pieces where like, for example, I've designed a ring before and I've been like, this is so Bella Hadid. Like, I think she would so wear this. And then she does. Because, like, it, you kind of have to think of their style, too, and and not 
force it. You have to think of something maybe like designing them as using them as your muse when you're designing as well so that they they are like naturally gravitated towards it because it is their style. I love that. And did you find like working with celebrities that it was great brand recognition? Was it good press? Was it good for sales? Like what do you sort of get out of the celebrity wearing it? It could be different things from different celebrities as well. I definitely think it's a lot of credibility, especially as you're first starting out. It kind of gives you like that stamp of approval. I think most girls know like, oh my God, XYZ celebrity wore your piece. So they like instantly think your brand is cool and Mm -hmm. and credible and obviously like a legit brand, especially when you're first starting out. We have had like someone like a Hailey Bieber when she wore our hoops for the last year, they've been like a bestseller for us. And she wore them a handful of times. It's not like she wore them every day for a year, like, right. and, And they still continue to sell. I think there are certain celebrities that people admire and look up to their style so much that it really does help when they are wearing something. Totally. Yeah. No, I I think that's such great advice too. Like it's not a silver bullet, but it definitely can help. So, so much of building a brand these days is making sure you have a successful social media presence and ambassador programs to further boost brand awareness. And so as someone who obviously is a content creator, can you walk us through your approach to building a brand from scratch? And like, what are the crucial elements when you're developing a brand's personality online? I think because I had been developing, developing my personal brand first, I definitely took like a humanized approach to building Orium. I kind of felt like, okay, who is our girl? Our girl is like similar to me and she follows me. So she'll probably be, have some similar interests to me. And even if you had never built your personal brand prior to that, you kind of can just build around like who you want your customer to be. Like what feelings do you want to evoke? Colors and what does your customer like to do? And build your content around that. And it because not everything is going to be about your product only. You, it kind of has to be like a full lifestyle of the other things your customer likes to enjoy so she can feel like she can relate to your brand. Totally. Yeah, it's so true. I saw this hilarious TikTok that was like, I'm a small business owner. So I guess I have to make this TikTok now, like where it's like, it kind of feels like you have to do all these different things, but like having that organic, you know, kind of quality is really great. And obviously knowing social media is constantly changing, but one thing remains the same is how we continue to track metrics and measure engagements, page views, traffic, bounce rates, all that, all that good stuff. So is it challenging to stay the course and create content from like trends and all that fun stuff? Or are you like constantly following the data to be like, what's performing, what's performing, what's performing? Like what's that kind of balance that you're seeing? Yeah, I definitely think it's a healthy mix. I think you can't be too stubborn and be like, okay, this is exactly what I want to be doing. And even I don't care if it performs and you can't just only post what's going to perform. So I think you have to kind of like always be reinventing yourself, always trying new things. I try, I feel like I try a completely new approach to things literally every day. Like you have that ability to post something. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You have to like not take it personally, not get upset, try something new the next day. Like you can't like harp on it and you can't like lose your confidence just because something didn't work one day. And then the next day, like something can completely go viral or like, it's just so unpredictable and you have to learn to just kind of let it ride. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Claire. It's our sponsors that keep the work party going, so we truly appreciate your support. A fresh color of paint can make a huge difference when you're in the mood to change up your space and don't want to break the bank. 
Claire is a new online paint brand that makes paint shopping feel simple. So if you're tired or aimlessly wandering through the aisles, trying to pick and choose from endless amounts of colors and brands, you'll definitely want to check out this brand. Claire takes the hassle out of paint shopping with a curated collection of colors selected by designers. When you want to test out a color on your wall, Claire sends you a mess-free peel and stick paint swatch and premium paint and supplies delivered straight to your door. If you're like me and you're looking to move away from the harsh chemicals and ingredients, this brand offers best-in-class paint formulations that are zero VOC, Green Guard Gold certified for better indoor air quality and meet the most stringent chemical emission standards. There are no toxic air contaminants, hazardous pollutants, or chemicals of concern, so it's a paint you can feel good about incorporating into your space. Decorating your home is such a personal endeavor and you want the design to be something that reflects your personal style. Paint is one of the easiest ways to completely transform your home and make it feel more like you. As a designer-led brand, Claire brings their expert point of view on color and design at every turn. And unlike traditional paint brands that are overwhelming and overwatered with thousands of colors, Claire really narrows the selection to fewer, better, high-quality colors expertly crafted through a designer lens. So it's pretty much guaranteed that all of these look amazing in whatever space you end up changing. Something I really love about this brand is the educational aspect. I love a good DIY project, learning a new skill, and having all the info I need to accomplish the task at hand. And Claire provides a ton of educational resources and content to help you tackle your paint project like a pro. Their blog is also super cute and is full of amazing home ideas, tips, tutorials, and more to help you get inspired so that you can create a home you love. So for your next paint project, definitely give Claire a try. To sweeten the deal, I also have a discount for our amazing work party listeners. So visit Claire at www.claire.com party to get started and receive $5 off your first gallon of paint. That's www.claire.com party for $5 off. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier. And you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru. And you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Hey, Work Party listeners, taking a quick break from today's episode to talk to you about one of our sponsors. It's our sponsors that keep the Work Party going, and today's sponsor is very delicious. It's a meal plan service that helps you try out new recipes for a fraction of the cost, and it's really fun. I'm absolutely obsessed and have been a member for many years. That's right. I'm talking about HelloFresh. And I have a huge discount that you guys won't want to pass up, so listen up. I'm sure you guys have heard about HelloFresh by now, but in case you weren't familiar, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can forget about taking long trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking super easy, fun, and affordable, which is why it's America's number one best meal kit. So I just realized that this week is the official first week of fall and living in LA, you may barely notice the change of the season, but what I'm noticing is the jam-packed schedule that's approaching as we wind down from summer and approach the fall season. Whether you're coming back from your vacay, starting a new semester at school, or just have a busy work week, HelloFresh will be your saving grace when it comes to mealtime. They have you covered with a weekly selection of 30 plus recipes and 70 plus convenience items all delivered to your door. One thing about me is that I love cooking. I throw on some music for a glass of wine and I'm off. But when my schedule gets super hectic, it's hard to fit all that in and still have time to go to the grocery store, prep a meal and more. 
HelloFresh takes care of all the hassle so that you can enjoy the fun part. I like to think of it as my new hobby because it's a great activity to really bring people together and you get to try new recipes you might have never discovered before. And if you decide you want to add them to your personal recipe book for later, go ahead. Plus, I love that their recipes are seasonal. So over the next few months, you can enjoy the freshest of fall flavors. Every recipe includes ripe, just-picked produce that travels directly from the farm to your table in less than a week. So don't worry, I didn't give you guys all worked up for nothing. I have an amazing offer you guys won't want to miss. HelloFresh is giving all We're Pretty listeners 65% off plus free shipping. Yes, you heard that right. 65% off. Run, don't walk. Get over to HelloFresh and sign up today. Go to HelloFresh.com slash party65 and use code party65 for 65% off plus free shipping. It's America's number one best meal kit. Okay, let's get back to the episode. For your brand, what's your platform of choice? So we're mainly focused on Instagram for sure. We just started trying to dive into TikTok, which is like a whole other animal. We have two new Gen Z girls on the team and they will be helping me convert my brain from Instagram to TikTok to try to like really dive into that platform. It's so true. I mean, it's so funny. I feel like every single person I know is like, I have a Gen Z TikTok intern because everyone's like, I don't want to have to deal with it. But it is the sort of elephant in the room that's taking up all the space, right? We're seeing every brand on there, every different types of influencers, I should say, some transitioning from that Instagram to TikTok life. But it's a whole other beast. It's a whole other thing to kind of, you know, take advantage of too. And looking at TikTok versus an Instagram, I mean, a lot of people talk about the algorithm on Instagram. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, like how that's affected you, if it has affected you. And sort of a lot of people are moving to TikTok because it's more of a friendly algorithm and what we might think of as Instagram four years ago. But talk to us about your feelings on the algorithm. My feelings on the algorithm is I never blame anything on the algorithm. I think you cannot have like, you can't be like, you need to face the facts. If something's not performing, it's not performing. And like, you can't take it personally and you need to just try something new. I think you can't like, I don't know. I don't think you can harp on the algorithm. I think you just need to like try new things and and not just be like stuck in your ways and think that it's the algorithm's fault. Like, I think you have to kind of like be self-aware enough to, you know, adapt and like do something else. You're a fan of the algorithm. So no, I'm just kidding. So pro algorithm. Just kidding. I'm not a fan at the, of the algorithm. Like I'll have weeks where my engagement will just plummet and I'll be yeah, like, what what's hell happening? is going on? And you get so frustrated and then you kind of have to just overcome it and like still go out there and continue to create content because then something will stick. I, I heard someone say on some podcast the other day about like, it's not like, not everything is going to go viral. So, and, and I get it because you, something does so well and then you like compare everything else to that and then you think you suck because like everything you're doing isn't doing as well as that but you like that's just not how it works I think you have to just like continue to give value and continue to reinvent yourself and try new things and yeah. And a large part of this is community engagement. So between Orium Collective, your personal account and your adorable dog pepperonis account, you have over half a million followers. And as you continue to grow your audience How do you keep everyone excited and engaged across like puppy content, jewelry content, cast content? Like, how are you ensuring everyone feels seen and heard in your community? So we've tried a lot of different things. Like I really like to listen to my followers. Like I'm always talking to 
the DMs and I kind of just base my content around like what it is what is it that they're asking me all the time or you know like what are they engaged with or replying to and you can kind of look at it that way and like really take a personal approach like I think I've answered every single DM that's ever come onto my personal account that has to do with Orium like I constantly say like if you want me to help you style things you know, sometimes someone will be like, I have this piece and I'm thinking about that piece. Like, what do they look together like together? I will literally send them a photo of like what the two necklaces look like together. I think having that like direct communication and ability to like actually connect with them on a personal level is so important. And we also do things where, you know, like I'll repost someone if they share their unboxing of buying Orium. I'm always sharing things like that, especially if some of the girls are like, you know, that really excites them if they get to see themselves like reposted on my account. And we do something as well called like Friday features where it's kind of just like customers wearing our pieces and we're reposting in them. And it's not necessarily girls who are like trying to become influencers. It's just girls who are like tastemakers in their own right. And we're like so honor that they would go out of their way to be like an advocate for us and share us on their social platforms. So we like repost them. I love that. So you're doing a ton of different things. So let's talk about productivity. So you use the SMART method to refine your goals and keep on track. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and why it works for you? Yes. So I think it's important to make be as specific as possible with your goals and realistic because I don't know about you, but I'm definitely someone who can like sometimes struggle with confidence. And I think when you're running a business, confidence is everything. So you need to make sure you're not doing anything to hurt your confidence. So you can't make your goals like way too wild that you don't hit them and then you feel down. Like they need to be realistic and they need to be specific so that you can like actually, you know, hit them in a certain period of time and then, you know, move on to your next goal. And I'm constantly like brainstorming or coming up with new goals. Like, I don't think your goals should be like something you sit down and do like once a year. If like randomly a a thought pops into your mind that you're like, whoa, that's a huge goal of mine. Like, I would love for that to happen. Then, you know, add that to your list whenever you want. It should always be evolving and always like being adapting to what it is that you want. Yeah, I I love that. I think that's such great advice. So as you know from experience, the reality of being an entrepreneur, not as glamorous as it looks. So let's pull back the filter for a second. What has been the most unexpected part of being an entrepreneur for you? Definitely just like the stress and the amount of things that just constantly go wrong. Like something is always going wrong. Yeah, And I think that's totally normal. And you kind of have to learn to just like know that that comes with it and it's going to constantly happen. Like I think so true. People don't see that side, obviously, because I'm not going to really post like every day if something's happening, but like something's always happening. (laughs) No, totally. I know. I joke that I was like, I'm a full-time firefighter. Like I just put out fires. Like that's my job. It's part of the fun. So if you could go back to the beginning of your career with the knowledge that you have now, what advice would you give your younger self? So I wouldn't really change anything, but my advice to just anyone younger would be a few things. First, be nice to everyone. Like, I think this is so like not talked about, like you just have to be a nice person. Like there are so many girls 
who, you know, I just was like friendly with in college who ended up landing amazing jobs in the fashion industry and who have like really helped me as an influencer or as a brand owner, just because we like met before in college and we were nice to each other. Like, I think the industry is so much smaller than you think and connecting with new people is so important and Mm. networking with people. I know everyone says networking, but like actually meeting new people and hearing like, Hey, what did you end up, what career path did you end up taking? Like, what are you working on? Like, I love connecting with people and seeing what they're up to and being inspired or seeing how we can help each other. And then I also think like, even if you're not in your dream job right now, I think it's important to realize that like everyone, no one starts off in their dream job and also like take note of maybe some of the bosses that you're working with or people you admire in your workplace that you can really, you know, take a little tidbits of lessons from to then apply how you want to be as a leader in the future. I think it's so funny that like some of my bosses when I was younger drove me crazy. But now as I'm becoming a boss myself, I like remember back to all those memories and and I'm applying things that I like should and shouldn't be doing and what made them a bad leader or a good leader and like take notes of those things because you'll probably be a leader yourself one day too. I I mean, I love that advice. I always say your reputation is your resume and like you never know who you're going to meet down the line, who worked for you, who you worked for. All of those things are so important. And, and, you know, to your point, you know, networking is crucial. It's part of that. So what's next for you and Orium Collective? What's your vision for yourself and the brand over the next five years? So I definitely would say that I really want to continue for my personal brand to define myself as like a fashion tastemaker and continue to do like edits for certain retailers and really sharing like how I'm styling and, and what I'm predicting as the next big trends and kind of just becoming more of an authority in this space. And then for Orium, my goal is to continue to like expand into other categories. You know, for a long time, my husband and I, mainly my husband, would say that we're going to like just be jewelry and like, and I think there's a lot of opinions on like, if it's better to just really like own your category and to be the best in your category. But I think for me and my creative mind and everything I want to do and accomplish, I definitely want to expand into other categories and like one day make Orium a full lifestyle brand. I love it. Yeah. I I understand the want to stay in your lane, but then I also understand the want to expand. So to your point, great proof of concept and you guys can move on from there. So let's wrap with some sentence finishers. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) I'm not productive unless my day starts with a workout and lots of cold water. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No coffee for you. You're not a coffee girl. No, I do drink coffee, but I try to wait because I, I heard recently there like if you wait a little bit to drink your coffee, you won't get like an afternoon slump. Oh, all right. Testing that out. Three traits that got me to where I am today are optimistic, fearless, and outgoing. The number one piece of financial advice for entrepreneurs is always have a rainy day fund. Mm, absolutely. A non-negotiable for my business is high quality products that are designed to make you feel your best. Oh, I love that. Success to me is reaching my full potential. 
Yes. The hardest thing about being a founder. Turning off. (laughs) And the most rewarding thing. Is seeing customers organically rave about what you're creating. Oh, yes. I love that. That's so true. Even on the hardest day, getting a good review or good feedback is like the best medicine. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you, Cass, so much for being on Work Party. Love chatting with you. And can you tell everyone where they can follow you and Orium Collective? So my personal account is at Castamico and Orium is A-U-R-E-U-M dot collective. Amazing. Thanks so much. Thank you. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow the Work Party podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.